some reports that the threat assessment included VBIEDs. It's a vehicle-borne improvised explosive device. It is extremely deadly to our troops in war zones, and it would be extremely deadly Ugh. and catastrophic in a situation like this. Uh, they're worried about truck bombs in D.C. I think D.C. is so locked down. I think that, that there's not going to be any violence there. Any, certainly nowhere near any of uh, the, 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 the most important buildings and the most important people. Right. Just An, be impossible. A blanking nightmare, according to my daughter, who lives in that area. I mean, there are so many troops, so many cops, so many cement barriers, all the streets blocked off. But what about state capitals around the country? FBI Director Ray is concerned about that. Uh, the dispatch put out this poster that apparently was um, making the rounds yesterday, or has been on the internet uh, in in uh, various right wing social media circles. It's a poster. Refuse to be silenced when democracy is destroyed. Refuse to be silenced. Armed march on Capitol Hill and all state capitals, January seventeenth. So that's Sunday. Yes. Um, 17th is also the Q is the 17th letter in the alphabet. Is that a coincidence or is that part of the whole That's thing? part of the thing, yeah. Okay. Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, uh, March on the, uh, from Washington Memorial to the White House and all 50 state capitals. Again, I don't think anything could happen in Washington, D.C., thank God. But, um, you know, they're only protecting for a couple of days. Then over 200 years ago, our founding fathers fought for the rights and liberties of this nation. Don't let those efforts be in vain. Demand freedom and the corruption. Stand up for liberty. Uh, the largest armed protest ever to take place in American soil is scheduled, it says. The largest you know, armed protest ever to take place on American soil. I hear that, and I'm looking at some of our angry emailers who will never listen again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I agree about the corruption, and I agree that the government's a bloated mess. I agree that we're working for them, they're not working for us. But there is zero chance of your tactics working. There's just none. Well, and it'd be, and it's evil to blow up some building where you got what some janitors and parking attendants that are going to die. Right, or beating cops to death because they're doing their jobs. Right. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Well, that's, you know what? That's fine. I was uh, texting a good friend of ours. Um, I'll leave him out of the discussion about the uh, you know, the anger uh, these days toward various talk radio hosts who don't tow whatever line we're supposed to tow. Although, if we asked 50 of you what line to tow, we would get 50 different answers. And yet you act aghast and outraged, horrified, disappointed in us that we're not towing your particular unique individual line. Okay, that's fine. Oh, no longer tuning in. Tried to listen a couple of times to you guys since last Wednesday, but it just isn't you guys anymore. I don't know why, but you are no longer my Armstrong and Getty. I get no joy from listening to the show. This is sad for me because it used to be my favorite. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, I'll try again in a month or so to see if Jack and Joe are back. I am concerned about the no joy from listening to the show because there has been a lot of uh, dour news. True. And we are, a to a certain extent, a comedy-based show. Um, uh, it's been a Sense rough of couple humor. of weeks. Yeah. Um, so differing on the point of impeachment, I get sure uh, or uh, Trump's um, uh, level of blame for anything that happened. I'm I'm, I'm I'm willing to agree that a bunch of these things, honest, smart people can have disagreements about. I I, I break with anybody who thinks 
violence on police officers and going into that building and threatening public officials. Absolutely wrong on every level. If you think it's right, I think there's something wrong with you. I've got no... I'm giving no ground on that one. And there are plenty of people, I'm looking at the text, are perfectly okay with uh, violence against police officers, violence against anybody. Going in that building, having politicians be afraid to vote a certain way. You can't run a democracy with politicians voting out of fear. Not right. fear for their jobs, like get voted out of office. No, fear you're going to kill them or hurt them or attack their families. You can't operate a society like that. It won't last. Well, and I guess I'll just end this little discussion. And, and a lot of you, virtually all of you, don't answer the description, answer to the description I just gave of people. You're, you're, you're fine and, and we're, we're buddies. But um, as Winston Churchill said, when the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do? Anyway, we haven't talked about the I word much, which, again, on that topic, I think people of good conscience can disagree in all kinds of different places. Um, I think it's really interesting that Kirsten Gillibrand of New York came out yesterday. She's joining some other Democrats who've said we should delay impeachment until after Joe Biden gets in office and tries to get his uh, agenda going. Which is a lot like telling the kids, oh, 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 maybe we'll get ice cream later. You're not going to get ice cream, but you're you're <laughs> keeping them calm. Don't say that out We're loud. Not. Oh, you're, sorry. Yeah, my kids are grown. They figured it out. Your mom and I will discuss a pony tonight. We're not going to discuss a pony. No. It won't come up because we already agree. We don't even need to talk. So um, yesterday I was stating there's no chance they'll do impeachment. It doesn't make any sense. It's bad for the Democrats. But they're like on nakedly progressive radio. They're talking about how it's clearly happening. I mean, in fact, they don't even entertain the, the question of whether it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting uh, angle of it. We talked to Lon He Chen, one of our favorite political pundits earlier, and this uh, Joe Biden releasing his $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief plan. There's only been a bigger one ever in the history of the United States. Um, huge. Two trillion dollars. Let's round. Two trillion dollar stimulus plan. He announced that last night to try to get people focused on this is why I got elected. This is what I want to do. I don't want to spend everybody time talking about impeachment right after I get. And so I think that's why you got various senators coming out and say, Let, let's delay this for a while. I'm fascinated that the Trump hating networks or the, the, the networks that are really for Democrats are not talking about this. I thought that would be interesting, you know. If I, if I'm uh, if I'm CNN or Brian Williams on MSNBC, I, I thought it would be interesting to discuss amongst ourselves. We're all Democrats here. We are. We all hate Trump, and we're trying to decide should we impeach him or not. But no, they're only Fox is discussing the intra-Democrat party uh, uh, battle. And James Comey, guarantee you he doesn't like Trump. He came out yesterday and suggested that Biden should at least consider pardoning Trump to heal the nation, to move past this, in the same way that Jerry Ford did with Richard Nixon. Pardon him for what? I think... I mean, like, remove the chance of impeachment? Can you do that? Well, of course, when he's left office, can you impeach? This is all so crazy. But I don't... Because as far as I know, Trump hasn't committed any crimes, anything... Oh, yeah, incitement of a riot. Nope. Nope, no way, not a chance. You, I, you couldn't ever get a conviction. I actually wish I had a lawyer to ask right now. So can you pardon somebody for an impeachable offense that's not a crime? Because as we've been discussing, you don't have to commit a crime for it to be a high crime and misdemeanor. The best example being if a president decided to move to France 
And that's, I'm just going to live in France now. They just paint landscapes. Nobody would. Why is everybody overreacting? That Stop is not, calling me. I won't answer my phone. That is not a crime on any level. No. But I think most people would agree he could be impeached and removed for that or should be able to be impeached and remove him from that. He's not interested in the job anymore. <laughs> right. So, so how do you pardon somebody for, like, an opinion man? Uh, you are hereby pardoned for being a bad president or giving a fiery speech when people were already fired up. I don't even know what that means. Right, because impeachment is politically, we don't think you should be in office anymore. We think the country would be better off without you. That's and more the reasons might include some high crimes and misdemeanors, but they don't have to. Um, can you pardon somebody for that? I don't know. Yeah, don't lawyers, know, yeah. constitutional lawyers. I know you're, many of you are listening. Uh, text us, 415-295-KFTC. And so the Democrats are going to vote to remove him from office, hold a whole trial. With witnesses and testimony and lawyers stretching on for weeks to remove him from office after he's out of office. Well, take like at least three weeks, I, th- I heard. Right. Wow. Right. At least. And, and and if you don't think the Republicans would stretch it as long sure. as they could, you're crazy. Um, And so then at the end of that, do they peel off 17 Republican votes and actually uh, convict him and remove him from the office he's already been removed from? And then, because you have to do that before you even get to the vote of whether you can ban him from holding office in the future. So, again, I can't believe they would do it. But in all the lefty media, they're acting like, well, of course we are. What What do you mean? There's no question. Well, Pelosi... And meanwhile, the people get nothing done. Yeah. So Pelosi just did a press conference, but didn't answer a question about when impeachment will reach the Senate. So she's not weighing into that. Good morning. I could Sunday morning. I, I think you're right. I think the... the I, I, wisely, I think the heavyweights in the Democratic Party have decided this is not the best thing for us. This does not Or make, for the country. Or for the, for the country. I don't... I, you know... Well, I'm, I'm to too, the extent they care about that. I'm too cynical about politicians to think they worry about it that much. I think James Comey, and uh, I didn't think I would ever have a kind word to say about him, I think he might actually be looking out for the country when he says Biden should consider pardoning Trump. Because he's got to hate Trump on a deep, deep level. Yeah, I suspect so. But I think James Comey just thinks it would be better off for the whole country if we just moved on. He's no longer going to be president. And we move on. I think that's what James Comey is saying. Yeah. Yep. Some of the details of what's in Joe Biden's $2 trillion bailout plan are uh, intriguing. Ridiculous. Not surprising, but not great. We can hit that. Oh, oh, more on freaking L.A. County. Throwing away vaccines rather than giving it to people. And the utter inability of the bureaucracy to respond to that problem. I got a question. It's, it's something. I also have a question for all y'all. I was thinking about showing a classic movie to my son tonight. And whether or not it still holds up enough that it would uh, you know, keep his attention. Or if there's any naughty stuff in it, I don't remember. That could happen, too, where I completely like forgot a scene and like, ah! Don't look. Nah, 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 nah. Jump in front of the TV screen. <laughs> Stop juggling. Look at this. <laughs> but, uh, that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
what is that sound? That is the new sound that uh, I believe Amazon's new fleet of electric self-driving vehicles, or not self-driving, but electric vehicles, make that sound uh, when traveling at low speeds, and it kind of ups in pitch as it increases speed. Um, as a because electric cars don't make noise, yeah. so people walk in front of them, and this is an attempt mm. to stop that from happening. I live in a town with a lot of electric cars, and it's unnerving when you see when you look, look behind you and there's a car right there. It's it's yeah. it's yeah. it's weird. That it's was like a very zen sound, though. So you'd be feeling at peace with the universe as it hits you. So yeah, you got that going for you. Um, there are going to be come. So it's just been announced. Trump is going to leave the White House in the morning of the twentieth. Since he's not attending the inauguration like normally happens, and then usually you see a picture of them all walking into the White House hand in hand, the two the two couples walking back out again. Uh huh. That's, that's, that's the, the normal. The thing. president and the new guy hand in hand. No, 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 no. It's a little, I, you know, I, I worded that poorly with their wives. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, Trump with his model, um, Biden with his doctor, and uh, doctor. <laughs> but you're not going to see that Trump's going to leave in the morning since he's not going. But the uh, security presence, 21,000 National Guard's troops will be there by this weekend. 21,000 troops. A giant armed camp. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture of the razor wire that's around the Capitol right now. It's just yeah, it's it's amazing. not good. It's, that it's is not. not good. Coming up, good news if you've ever wanted to smell like a badger. Stay with us. What? <laughs> You're assuming I don't already. Come over here. Take a step closer. A little badgerish. Kind of wildebeestish. An aggressive scent. So Joe Biden has introduced his one point nine trillion dollar coronavirus relief package last night. We think it was an attempt to uh get people to think maybe we should focus on this and not impeachment. We'll see. Um he said it's not hard to see that we're in the middle of a once-in-a-several-generation economic crisis with a once-in-several-generation public health crisis. There's no time to wait. We have to act now. And this is what the economists are telling us. I'm reading for That's, the... that's funny. Didn't they wait for like eight months uh, to act uh, so they could win elections? You wait eight it's months, funny. so now you have to act. I'm reading from The Dispatch, who says they have a piece up from economist Brian Rydell of the Manhattan Institute, who concluded that there are a few of the proposals that are necessary in the $1.9 trillion, but too many of the others are just pulled from the old Democratic wish list. What does Rydell think Biden's team got right? Uh, He's fine with the investing $160 billion in a national vaccination program related to health policies to stem the pandemic. It's been slow. It hasn't worked. Bah, 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 bah. Um, And he likes the money going to schools to be able to reopen. I don't know. I think there's a lot of they they held out for more money, and now you're giving them more money, and now they're going to reopen while all kinds of private schools were able to reopen fine. Or right. plenty, of, plenty of states, the public schools were able to reopen fine. And it's I not was, because they had way more money. That's not right. the reason they open. Right. I was just reading this. <clears throat> the funds can be used to reduce class sizes and modify spaces for social distancing. The private schools have been doing it fine. The kids are fine. The teachers are fine. You're solving a problem that doesn't exist. But what this guy thinks they got wrong in the $1.9 trillion proposal is, given that Congress only weeks ago enacted $900 billion in legislation to extend unemployment benefits and provide more aid to vulnerable businesses, the additional holes for Congress to legitimate plug are rather limited. Yet President-elect Biden proposes more than $1 trillion in mostly extraneous proposals. Most egregious is a proposal to more than double the federal minimum wage to $15 per hour. 
That is absolutely from the Democratic wish list, including for employees who regularly receive additional tips, for which the current minimum wage is $2.13. Well, that's really remaking things. So that's doing away with tips then, basically, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that telling society, no, don't tip? That person that makes two bucks, you know, that was always the story when I was a kid. No, the waitress hardly gets makes any money. She makes tips. So if they're good, you want to tip them. Well, now they're going to say, no, everybody's making $15, not $2. So that's interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I, well, then I will be paying that additional cost in my meal. Yeah. What will your meal cost? I don't know. Well, it'll cost probably roughly what the meal plus tip cost. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimates that even gradually raising the minimum wage to $15 by 2025 in a growing economy would likely kill 1.3 million jobs, and perhaps as many as 3.7 million jobs. Lose maybe nearly 4 million jobs by raising the minimum wage to that level. No problem. You can give them government money. They tr- the never-ending trough of government money. They tried it in San Francisco. Many articles have been written, even by the lefty San Francisco Chronicle, of jobs it killed and businesses that went under when you raised the minimum wage. You should Google those. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So Dominion, that's the company that was making those uh, election machines. They really hated that uh, some people were going around saying that their machines sucked or that they were just flat out crooked. And so they're suing people left and right. They sued some uh, website called AmericanThinker.com, which I was not aware of, but apparently is a... Uh, a right-wingy, or right, uh, when yeah. you say right-wing, I think people are in, uh, conjuring up uh, craziness. Just right-leaning, uh, conservative. Uh, it's, it's quite conservative. I okay. was just clicking around on it. it they run uh, editorials mostly, think pieces by conservatives. So you heard the story the other day that Dominion was suing that Powell woman, one of the lawyers representing Trump's point of view. She'd been going around saying Dominion was crooked. Suing her for... $1.4 billion or something like that? Just an insane amount of money. Yeah, crooked, run by Venezuelans, uh, switched out votes, etc. Anyway, uh, they probably have really good lawyers, and I don't know what their letter to the se- said, but this American thinker, which had been uh, also taken on Dominion as the cause of how the election was stolen, they, uh, s- having considered the full import of the letter they received from Dominion, They have agreed to the request that we publish the following statement. That is basically saying, we do not want to get sued for $1.4 billion, so we are putting out this statement. And this is the statement from American Thinker. It goes through blah, 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 all the company stuff, who they are, um, who we were. Uh, Collectively, we uh, falsely accused Dominion of conspiring to steal the November 2020 election from Donald Trump. These pieces relied on discredited sources who have peddled debunked theories about Dominion's supposed ties to Venezuela, fraud on Dominion's machines that resulted in massive vote switching or weighted votes, and other claims falsely stating that there is credible evidence that Dominion acted fraudulently. These statements are completely false and have no basis in fact. Industry experts and public officials alike have confirmed that Dominion conducted itself appropriately and that there is simply no evidence to support these claims. It was wrong for us to publish these false statements. We apologize to Dominion for all the harm 
This has caused them and their employees. We also apologize to our readers for abandoning nine journalistic principles and misrepresenting Dominion's track record and its limited role in tabulating votes for the November 2020 election. We regret this grave error. A couple of interesting uh, well, you can be the judge of whether they're interesting. A couple of thoughts. Uh, number one, truth is an absolute defense against slander, always. Yep. And they know it, and as a First Amendment-protected media outlet, they would never back down if they thought they were right. It would be insane to back down. Be, there's no reason to. The ACLU would defend them, even though they're conservative. Um, so I think that... I think they know that they were off base. Second thing is that um, what an interesting contrast that the American Thinker, for some reason, which is a website, um, is taking responsibility as a publisher, where your social media giants are not publishers and don't have responsibility and can't be sued or something. I mean, we got to straighten these laws out. But so is this a chance that uh, all media outlets, and it would be left and right, no doubt about it, are going to have to be a little more careful with what stories they go with if it damages somebody materially? Yeah, it's a little complicated, just public figures and politicians. Sure. You know, it's extremely difficult to get a conviction of slander against a politician, mostly because they're all despicable. <laughs> no, it's because they're a public figure. I want to leave plenty of time to talk about the movie I want to watch with my son, but this is kind of interesting. Uh, so Biden's new $1.9 trillion plan, this guy, uh, Rydell, who is an economist um, who's looking into it, uh, says there's some problems in this $1.9 trillion you should be concerned about. Most egregious is a proposal to more than double the federal minimum wage to $15 per hour. This is just a this is just picking up something off the Christmas tree that Democrats have wanted forever. Right, turning America into France. Including for employees who regularly receive additional tips, for which the current minimum wage is two thirteen. You know, you can be a waitress or waiter and you get two thirteen an hour, but you make it up in tips, and that's why we all tip the way we do. Except the cost of the meal will incorporate the higher wage. There will be no tipping and there will be no incentive for a waiter to do a good job. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimates that even gradually raising the minimum wage to $15 by 2025 would kill 1.3 million jobs, perhaps as many as 3.7 million jobs. And that's the nonpartisan office. Imposing a drastic minimum wage increase on small businesses that are already struggling to stay afloat during a recession is especially absurd. Moreover, forcing restaurants, which are failing at record rates, to raise their own tipped minimum wage by 600% is economic malpractice. Perhaps high-cost cities like New York and San Francisco can afford a much higher minimum wage, but other parts of America with lower incomes and prices will not be able to absorb this policy. It has no business in a relief package. This is so obvious, and we've been saying this for years. Maybe it's because we both lived in big metro areas, we've lived in small towns, we've lived in the country, we've lived in the south, the north, etc. But the idea that you can have a national minimum wage is idiotic. Going on, President-elect Biden would add $1,400 per person relief checks to the recently enacted $600 checks, bringing the total to $2,000 per person. When combined with the spring relief checks, the typical family of four will have received $11,400 over the past year. While surely popular, there is no policy justification for these payments, given that most Americans receiving them have not lost income during the pandemic. A lot of people have, but most people haven't. Right. Um, indeed, personal income reached record levels after last year's checks, and those who have lost their jobs have access to unemployment benefits, replenishing 100% of their typical lost wages. 100%. So there you go.
there's that. So it's just jamming all sorts of future taxpayer dollars into the current economy. Wealth redistribution. Right. Right. From one generation to another. Anyway, so I'm, uh, I don't even know how I got started in this, but the, so I started watching Apocalypse Now the other night, and, uh, and I now declare it my favorite movie of all time. It has bumped <clears throat> The Godfather 2 out of the top slot. Apocalypse Now is the best movie ever made. Man, what a fantastic film. Anyway, I'm watching it, and it was on the 40th anniversary group of movies, and along with that was Rocky. Oh. And I thought, I should have Sam watch Rocky. Um, my concern being that one, I don't remember everything about it. So is there something in there he shouldn't see? I don't think so. I watched it at almost exactly the same age as him in the theater when it was new and it won the Oscar for best picture. Right. And I just, that movie made an impact on me and like not important view of life impact, but it just, you never pass the side of beef without punching it after that. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I, I eat five raw eggs every morning. <laughs> Um, that will be your kid's most talked about part. That's my guess. And the chicken chasing. <laughs> you got to fart thunder and crap lightning or whatever. Now, Mickey Rocky says. does lose in the first one. Will that upset him? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. uh, no that, but he went the distance, Michael. He went the yeah, distance. That's, that's one of the things that makes the movie so great is they yeah. didn't do the campy Hollywood typical thing of, he won, no kidding, I'll be darned. Um, he doesn't win. Um, he Spoiler does, alert. He does pretty good, <laughs> and that's good enough. It's still amazing, blah, blah, blah. And you know, he I had... liked you better when you were carrying spit. Oh, <laughs> I love Mickey, one of my favorite characters of all time in any movie. The Is great it... Burgess Meredith, mm-hmm. also the Penguin from the Batman TV series, the original Batman. Has anybody showed that movie to a kid recently, though, who is, you know, regularly playing uh, Minecraft and Zelda <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, is a little too slow-paced. For the modern child, I mean, it's I don't, it's not Captain America, that's for certain. Rocky and Adrian never like uh, doff their clothes and get an honor or anything, clear, as I recall. It's clear they're going to, but as a kid seeing it in the theater at the Kennedy Mall in Dubuque, Iowa, uh, I still remember when I was <laughs> Sam's age. Um, uh, I, I didn't like; I wasn't horrified by a sex scene or anything like that. Instead, oh, they like each other. Um, I don't know. You think you think it would hold up for a kid that age? Your kids ever watch it? Oh, no. It's a classic. No, I don't think we have. I just worry it'd be too slow, though. Yeah, it is a little It is a little character develop It's a little, like, get to know the people, which just doesn't happen in your modern stuff. Just I, immediately, pow, zam, car chase! I think you give your son the pretext that I saw this movie when I was your age, when it came out in the theater, and he's going to love sitting next to his dad watching a movie. I... I that sounds fantastic, although there are a lot of things I've said. I loved this as a kid, and he, he said, you know, you, you liked this as a kid, huh? Must not have been anything else to do back then. <laughs> Correct, son. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and life was a lot slower paced, yeah, and, and, our, and there was a lot less anxiety and depression. And our brains were, 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 were on a speed for slower pace. Right. I right. have trouble. I was texting with my niece the other day about that. She's, she's in grad school, and she said she really has trouble reading books anymore. Just mm-hmm. her brain, you know, from all the stimulus. I have trouble reading books. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, maybe Rocky's just too slow or any movie that pace. I wonder yeah, if I can't. Go ahead. If if our brains, our brains have sped up. If our brains are sped up to the point that we can't watch classic movies or taking classic literature, are they going to have to adjust them, like speed them up a little bit? What if I watched Rocky at one and a half speed like people do with our <laughs> podcast? Or even just a 1.2. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Oh, Rocky, I love you. Oh, Rocky, I love you. Adrian, Adrian! <laughs> you just speed it up. 
Everybody sounds like Ben Shapiro. Maybe I'm so, just hoping so bad because if he does like it, then you then you have you could do a Rocky movie a week oh. for like two months. And the other ones are they're easier to take in. They're more like the stuff I was talking yes. about. They get to action right away, faster paced, that sort of stuff. More clear villains. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sliced alone, abandoned art, and embraced pandering. And, and got crazy and, rich. Yeah, and wealth. Right. So I'm looking at uh, one of these uh, reviews for parent sites. And uh, they give it four stars for kids uh, age 10 plus, age 11 plus. Okay, well, he's 10. He's going to be 11 in March. So perfect. I'm going to try that tonight. We're going to watch Rocky. It sets the underdog hero standard, but there is drinking, Jack. There is drinking. Rocky drinks a beer, as I recall. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I know what the opening scene is like that. It's just got that black thing, and it says Rocky on there. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Yes, and so much punching. And every high school, junior high band in America started playing that song. And as a trumpet player, oh, man, could I blast the hell out of that. (laughs) I'm sure that was very tasteful. (laughs) I'll try it, and I'll let you know how it worked on Monday. If he's, like, you know, got his uh, Nintendo Switch in his hand halfway through. Oh, boy. Uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. And if he likes Rocky, immediately we watch Midnight Cowboy. (laughs) I think that's what we'll do. Good plan. Um, not Rocky Two, no and Taxi well, Driver, <laughs> Taxi Driver, exactly. Um, so uh, what a week! What a long, long, long week! I'm exhausted by all of it. I'm interested in all of it. It's all very important. Next week will be a long week too. I'm guessing. I hope not for any violent reasons, but we'll be here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the difficulties of it is the post-truth world where you just, everybody believes all sorts of crazy stuff and or does crazy stuff or claims crazy stuff. Clip uh, 53, Alan Dershowitz is talking about how the uh, impeachment is, the so-called impeachment symbolic, and it's, well, go ahead and play it. They impeached the President of the United States without a single bit of evidence, lawyer, defense. It wasn't any kind of a trial it was just a vote and that's exactly what alexander hamilton said shouldn't happen alexander hamilton (laughs) yeah and that's the idea that you know everybody gets all worked up over something and really fast you're going to meet somebody because where everybody's you know all of a sudden hey we went to iraq you lied there are no weapons of mass destruction we got to impeach and then you have a meeting all of a sudden we impeach and it just happens really fast right you could you could see where we could get into that perhaps Sure. Anywho, Dershowitz might be one of the lawyers representing the president, if this ever happens. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is not going to be. That was uh, taken away as a oh, darn it. It is the 100-year, you know, uh, for my money, if I wanted a lion tamed, Siegfried and Roy. Mm. For my money. Mm. Uh, they're if both you wanted lions. it done in sequence, especially. Uh, but the uh, the last of Siegfried and Roy died this week. It's just coincident. One of the some of the greatest illusionists of all time, died this week, as it is the 100-year anniversary of what they call the most famous illusion ever. So it was 1921 that a magician named P.T. Selbit sliced through a wooden box and sawed a woman in half on a London stage, a trick that took off and became the most influential and the most famous illusion that there has ever been, according to magician and magic historian Mike Cavaney. I'd Good like- gig. I'd like um, being a magician historian. Yeah, sounds oh, solid. Oh boy, 
Yeah, I'll bet you get a lot of dinner party invites. <laughs> the woman's head and feet didn't protrude from the box, which he sawed his way through. Um, that would have been quite a lengthy process, one magician tells uh, the Guardian. I suspect attention spans would have been slightly different today. Okay, so the actual sawing through a wooden box, people had the... At the time to just sit there and wait for him to actually saw through because now you know it take a while. <laughs> it's a box and it's got like a slice hole in it. And you yeah, put no, the the blade goes through. Yeah, yeah. or the, yeah. the the silver sheet that looks mm-hmm. like a cookie sheet. Uh, yeah, but so did you say the head head and feet did not protrude? No, they just put them in the box. Uh-huh. Put her in the box. Yeah, magicians have been performing the illusion to great applause for decades since with modifications like pulling the box results uh, two halves apart. We've all seen that. Sure. You got two short chicks. One got her leg curls up, curled up. The other one's all bent over with her legs sticking out. Not that everyone has right? escaped unscathed. Much, yeah. David Copperfield reveals he had his own close call in his version in which he has the one that is sliced in half by the saw. I got cut a few times by the blade because the blade was a little bit off, he said. Wow. So, he, so he's not worried about the woman? He's worried about himself? He, or was he, he in the box? He's the one that was in the box when he did oh. the trick. I actually saw him do the trick in person. I saw him live a couple times. My uh, first job was uh, I worked at a magic shop, though. I was really big into the whole uh, magician thing for a while. I was, too. I had books about it. I did yeah. uh, I did magic tricks at birthday parties mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. I was that guy. Yeah, I got a kid myself and thought, this is hard, and quit. But, but girls really <laughs> yeah, same like, here, Joe. Girls yeah. really like the uh, the eighth grade kid who um, wants to be a magician. Oh, yeah. Go up, to any, go up to a hot chick, tell him to pick a card. <laughs> my cutting a banana in half was my, my big trick. That was my closer. Uh, can't anybody cut a banana in half? They're very no. soft. Do that with your hands. I would pretend I would elude, my illusion was with my mind. I'm uh, separating the banana. Then they would peel the banana, and it was already cut in half. Oh, nice. oh my lord! Pretty good trick. Um, we didn't even get to how they do the illusion. How do they do the saw in the woman in half trick? I've never known how they do it. They get a lot of assistance. <laughs> they go through a lot of women. Um, you have to have a drain on the floor. Hey kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. I would assume there's a website that can tell me all about that. Maybe I'll check that out today. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Yeah, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the week. It's Michelangelo pressing the buttons. Michael. All right, Blazing Saddles, Airplane, Caddyshack, Kingpin, Dumb and Dumber. Time for a classic comedy weekend. Got to turn off the cable news and get happy. There you go. Hey, that's some good advice. Positive Sean's our producer. Sean, final thought? Yeah, my big closer for when I was performing magic tricks at the holiday gatherings for the family, I was a cup and balls guy. I don't know. That was a classic. That's a good one. Hey, right guess there. what? Where's the ball? Nope, that's a lemon now. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Jack, you're the uh, co-host. A final thought for us? Yeah, I hope Sunday is not violent, but uh, there's going to be a lot of attention on that. In theory, there are plans to attack state capitals all across the country. Uh, yeah, yeah, gosh, my final thoughts. I think I'm probably going to check out of the uh, the anger and the seriousness for a while to recharge the batteries, get a little bit of uh, perspective. Mm. Um, and I suggest you do the same, but, uh, you know, do whatever you want. Who am I to tell you what to do? I hope that we can. I hope that there's nothing so extraordinary that it's like grabs everybody attention, everybody's attention. Oh, in other news, my screen time was down 12% last week, apparently. So thank you, Apple, for that. For reasons I have no idea of. Oh, so you haven't been trying to do that? It wasn't like a New Year's resolution to reduce your screen time or anything? Nope. Or did you just <laughs> spend more time on an iPad or a computer screen? I have no idea. 
I don't think about it. Oh, but you know what? My final, final thought. It's been great to have my son home for three days. Great to see him. You know, oh, my gosh. It's the best thing in the world, family. It's more important than politics. More important than celebrity news? <laughs> Slightly, yes. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have that amazing uh, video from the Wall Street Journal about how events have folded on the Capitol. Uh, lots of other good clicks, too. I mean, Hot Links is huge today. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be uh, talking about, send it along. We'll be tweeting if there are any big stories, by the way. Follow us on Twitter. See you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Mac Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.